If you have your Bibles with you, turn to the book of St. John, if you would. We're going to be in the 14th chapter of the book of St. John, and we're going to begin reading in the 15th verse and, and probably read through the rest of the chapter. And, and, and as I stand up and we read this, uh, uh, the, the title, I've already given you the title, but I'm going to tell it to you again. Uh, and the title of today's message is simply this. It's all about love. All about love. Uh, you know, uh, love can conquer everything. Not a lot of things. It can conquer everything. If you have, if you have love in your heart for something, uh, there's nothing that we can't do, especially if God's in it. But we're going to look at a little bit something different right here. We're going we're to look at it from Jesus' side of his perspective, if you would. So if you would, stand in reading of reverence of God's word. If you're able, if not, God understands that. But if you are, stand, because that's the least we can do to show him that, that we reverence all that he stands for. So in the 15th verse of the 14th chapter of the book of St. John, it reads as follows. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter. And he may abide with you forever, and even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But you see me, because I live, and you shall also. And that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he is, he is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him. And I will manifest myself to him. So Judas asked him and said, and not Iscariot, said, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not into the world? If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not the, my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. These things have I spoken to you, uh, being yet present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have and said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard now, I say unto you, I go away, and come again unto you. If you love me, you will rejoice. Because I said, I go unto my Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass that when it come to pass, you might believe. Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father. And as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do, arise and let us go hence. Father, thank you for the reading of your scripture. I, I pray, Lord, that we can apply this to our life. And, and you've got something to show us here this morning, Father, that, that we can see uh, through, the, through the eyes of your precious Son as, as we go through these verses once again. I pray you will show us what you want us to see. In Jesus' holy name I pray, amen. You may be seated. Jesus is talking to his disciples right now. And, 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 and most likely, uh, if I'm saying this right, they're in the upper room. Uh, it's getting close to the end of, 
of, of, of Jesus' ministry here on this earth. He knows his time is getting short. So, so he's trying to prepare his disciples and everybody else that, that was with him during his, his journey here on earth. He's trying to prepare them what was to come and yet to come. That, that we could understand uh, knowing that because he's going to leave them, uh, he's not going to leave them comfortless. Uh, let me tell you something. We're here in God's house this morning. Uh, we, we try to usher in the Holy Spirit each and every time we're here. Uh, and if he pays us a visit, praise be unto God. Uh, we try our utmost best uh, to get him to come into our midst, if you would. Because uh, the Bible tells us uh, when two or three are gathered together in his name, uh, praise God, I'm into the midst. Amen. Uh, so I pray that we can usher in the Holy Spirit this morning. Uh, because he told us on the day of Pentecost uh, that the Holy Ghost would come and would be our comforter. And you know, he kept his promise, church. Uh, he didn't go back on his promise. Uh, and I don't know a promise uh, that speaks to this good scriptures of this Bible that he ever went back on. He kept every one of them. And let me do this. Let me promise you one thing. One day uh, we're going to leave this old world uh, and we're not going to be flesh and blood no more, uh, but we're going to be spirit. Amen. We're going to be united with a glorified body. Uh, when that happens, we're going to be in midst of our Father. Amen. And when we do that, we're going to understand what all this is about. All the pain and suffering that we go through here on this earth. We're going to understand why that happens. But He's made us a promise. There ain't going to be no more tears, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more COVID, no more shingles, no more cancer, no more nothing in this world that's going to take us down when we get into the presence of our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ. Listen, it's a blood-bought privilege that he got for us on that cross at Calvary that we're able to experience this life and be able to, to comfort us in our time of need because we need comforting all the time. So Christ is telling his disciples, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now listen, if I was sitting back here in this congregation and our Heavenly Father was standing right here behind this podium and He looked at you and said this, if you love me, if you love me, keep my commandments. Listen, don't make this a one day a week thing. So don't, don't just make this one day come into the house of God and, and let's put on our best suit or, or best clothes and our best behavior. You know, we fall short of His glory every day. We all sin and we don't mean to, but we do. You know, we have a forgiving Father and He knows when we fall short and He knows our heart. He knows what we're going through. But He also wants us to be obedient in serving Him. Listen, He paid the ultimate price for us to be here this morning. He paid that debt of the giving of his son to the cross. And if anybody ever listens to me pray, I'll always end my prayer thanking him for sending his son to the cross because if we don't think it, thank him for nothing else, church, we need to thank him for that. Listen, he did something that they ain't a one of us on this earth today could do what he do, did for the people that he didn't even know. And that's gave his son for my sins, knowing that I was going to be a sinful man, knowing that this nature of sin was going to, going to be a part of my body and I was going to be part of what that was going to be. But he knew that we would need him to be sent to the cross to pay that debt. God knew that. We talked about, a few minutes ago, when we talked about the, uh, the abortion that's going on in our world today. There's a lot of things that saddens me in this world, but that probably saddens me worse than anything that they have a platform to stand on to be able to do that. 
Now, don't get me wrong. I, women I knew, I know that it's your body, and I know you should be able to do with it what you want to. But you got to understand, you were created in God's image. And God's image is inside of you. And to be able to abort that image and just throw it to the wayside because you don't want it or because something bad happened to you in your life. Listen, God will make a way. God will find a way for that child. It ain't for us to be able to destroy that child, a living, breathing thing. Listen, on the day of consumption, it tells us that that's when that body has become a living life. And we cannot and should not and we shall not be able to take it anytime we want to. Brother Ray made a comment this morning. There's some countries that can take that life after the child is born. Right. I, I know people are doing 35 to life for taking somebody's life. Why isn't a child's life as precious as somebody else's life? Right. Just because it's not been in this world in, in sin like most of us have? That, that it ain't accountable for its rights? Listen, it's important. That child is important as my life or anybody else's life. So if you love me, Keep my commandments. And I'll tell you what I'll do for you. I'll pray to my Father that he won't, He'll send you a comforter. Amen? And, and we know how this book ends. I don't have to tell you how it goes. If you've read the Bible, you know he sent that comforter for us. And it, it comes in the form of the Holy Ghost. He first appared on the day of Pentecost. When, they, when Peter was preaching our day of Pentecost, he, everybody that was there, thousands were saved that very day because God showed up on the scene. And they ain't no different in the world today. When God can show up somewhere, good things are going to happen. Amen. And when he sends his comforter to be there in his place, good things are going to happen. Amen. And when the Holy Ghost is part of our lives and we can live our life through the arms and eyes of the Holy Spirit, we're going to have a better life and we're going to have it more abundantly. But we've got to put him inside of, our, inside of this body to be able to show what the world looks like through the eyes of the Holy Spirit. See, the world today don't know who the Holy Spirit is. Don't even know what the Holy Ghost is. Don't even know who God is. You know, ain't that shameful? That people in this world today don't know who God is, the Father. They don't even worship false gods. No more. They just don't believe in God. And it's okay if they don't worship false idols, but not believing in our God. The God that created this world for us created everything for us to live by why and where did we go wrong we talked about how in Sunday school this morning brother Ray is telling us that that, that Nivea after Jonah went in and preached the gospel after he finally did what God had told him to do a uh, hundred years after that he was going back and destroying that, that city because of their sinful ways and the evils that was going on in that world. And we ask, how did that happen so quick? Only a hundred years. And then we got to talking about, well, it was, a generation had passed. Those that asked God to forgive them and, and he restored that city, that generation was gone. Well, the, the, the next generation had come along. Amen. Well, let me, let me take you in a place if I can here this morning in church. The generation of the day, that's here today. Amen. Our old generations, when Mama used to sit by the old fireplace and read the Bible, or Papa used to go out there and cut, and cut his switch and wire you out from Ted to toe, them days are gone. Amen. They don't see that no more. They don't appreciate what them days 
days are. And that's what our generations has got to today. They don't understand and know what we went through and what this world went through to be a God-fearing country because we don't fear God no more. And we don't fear Him because we don't have no reverence for Him. Don't have no respect for Him. Don't mean nothing. He don't fit into my itinerary, if you would. Now, I can look on my phone, and, and most of the time I don't keep my phone on me, but because Kathy's sick, I've got to keep it. But I, I can look on my phone, and not one time can I look here and tell you my itinerary without God in it. Listen, when we did the disciples course here a few years ago, Brother Chris went through it with me. It was a discipleship, a masterpiece, if you would. And it taught us the three things and in what order they need to come in to be a good disciple. It was God, family, and church. All in that order. And if that, that was messed up, if anything was in front of God, we, we were looking at the world from, through a different perspective. We didn't have our priorities straight. Amen. And I'll be honest with you, truthful, when we had that class, it was a six-month program. Amen. And, and when we had that class, we had a test right off the bat. And ma'am, oh, you being one of my teachers, you knew I hated tests. And I said, I can't believe I took a class here, Brother Tony, and the first night we're going to have a test for a little artist layout. Amen. But we went ahead and had that test and I wasn't as close to God then as I need to be so he asked us that question what is the three main things in your life and my answer number one was simply this was family I love my family and I love my mom and dad but I missed that question it was marked wrong and I, and I didn't know Chris you remember it you was here and then I had God and then I had church See, I, I wasn't schooled enough to understand that there's, some, there's a higher power in my life, life besides family. And that's the one that created my family. And that's where we're at today, church. We have forgotten who's created our families in our life. We've forgotten who's got us to the place of where we're at here today. Now, let me tell you something. We wouldn't be where we're at today if it wasn't for him. And if we keep throwing him out of our lives, I've got news for you. It's going to be a gloom and doom show. The next 50 years, I pray, thank God I'm not going to be around here. I hope I don't live to be 110 years old. If I do, Cheryl, I'm going to be an honorary old cuss. You better get ready. I'm going to let you have it. Amen. But I probably ain't going to be around here. But let me tell you what it's going to look like. It's going to be the prince of this old world that the scriptures talked about here this morning is going to have a tighter toehold than he's got today. Because he tells us that the prince of this world cometh and he ain't got nothing in him. The prince of this world ain't got nothing in Jesus. Because let me tell you something. When, when Jesus was up on the mountain, he couldn't tempt him. He tried with 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 bread. So listen, if you if you who you say you are, you turn this rock into bread. If you're fasting here for forty days and forty nights, you've got to be hungry, brother Tony. I tell you what, you turn this to bread. We can have manna and have it from above. Amen. And then he promised him the kingdom of the whole world as he's seen it out in front of him. He promised him that. But let me tell you something. He could not persuade our heavenly Father because he knew he had nothing in him to the prince of this world. He had no toehold on him. And God's wish for us today here at church is though prince of this world don't have a toehold in our lives. He's going to try to. He's going to, he's going to put sickness in our family. And, he's going to, and there's going to be sorrow. We're going to lose loved ones. But let me tell you something. 
That's why he, that's why he builds us up and props us up with faith. Knowing that if we, the, the more we believe and the stronger our faith, the easier it's going to get to get through this. Yeah, we're going to have hard times, and we're going to be down in this old valley sometimes. But, but praise be to God, when you're down in the valley, look toward that old mountain, because that's where we're headed. Amen. That's our, that's our destination when we get down that valley. We get up on top of the mountain where we belong, because God don't want us in a valley. He knows we're going to be there. But praise God, he's given us an answer to get out, and that's through the faith of him and the Holy Spirit. That comforter he they promised us here today. He says, uh, and I will pray to my Father, he shall give you another comforter that you may abide with you forever. He says, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot see because it seeth him not. That's where we're at today. They not, the world cannot see the truth because they don't even see the truth. I am the way and the truth and the life. He nobody get to my father sit by me that's what Jesus tells us here in John but the world don't see that they don't see God because they don't see the world he says he says a little while he'll leave us comfortless but not too long he'll be with us so if you love me church keep my commandments love one another as I have loved you for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And he tells us that whosoever believeth on him shall never perish. Never perish, but have everlasting life. One day we're going to be in the presence of our Father in heaven. And that's the promise that he's kept us. Along with that promise that he would leave us comfortless, but the promise one day that we'll be with him in heaven. One day. One day. That's, that's what we're putting our trust and faith in because that's what he wants to do. He says in the 24th verse, says, He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. So many of the people today don't hear God's word. So many of our churches today, and I hate to say this, are not preaching God's word no more. They have fell back to their own doctrines, and, 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 and they're tickling the ears of those who will listen. And I know we sit back there and we, and we sort of look like lost sheep here, but we don't know what's going on. These people are, are listening to anything that they're told, and they're buying in to what these people are preaching and telling them. And it's not God's way. It's not God's word. How are them people going to make it unless they get freed from, from all that? The only doctrine I have in my life is, is the Holy Scripture. And if I veer off of that, I would pray the deacons would take me back here and give me a good spanking because I need one. But I hope and pray I never get to that point because that ain't what my ministry is about. I'm going to preach about heaven, amen. I want to preach about the good news of the gospel, amen. I want to let you know what it's going to be like one day when we leave this old wretched world and we, and we can enjoy the promise that he's promised each and every one of us that our reward is forthcoming in heaven. All you got to do is look. It's there. But until then, I pray that we can be the family of God. Now, yeah, we may be a bunch of misfits here this morning, but I know we love our Lord and Savior. And I know that whatever he asks of us, we'll do, and we'll do our utmost best to do it. Yeah. Now, grant you, uh, this blessing box, it may just it still be a box when it gets done. It won't be no mansion. It ain't going to have seven bathrooms in it either. I, there's no way I can get plumbing in that. No way. But it's going to be big enough we can store stuff in. 
And I hope and pray one day that somebody can drive up in that front parking lot and open that door and say, thank you, Lord. Now, why are we doing that? If you love me, keep my commandments. Love one another as you love yourself. That's all he asked for us. Greater love hath no man that he lay down his life for his friend. And if we could just go that extra step and build a little blessing box, praise God, we're going to do it. So that's the next thing on the agenda is we're going to do that, and we're going to fix that out there some way, somewhere to where people can utilize it and be able to let it be part of their lives. Who knows? That may, may save somebody one of these days. They may come to know Christ that way. And if that's, if that's all we have to do to lead somebody to the Lord, praise be in God, I pray that we can do that. He says in the 28th verse, says, You have heard now I say unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you love me, you'll rejoice. Church, be happy. The Apostle Paul writes, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. He wants us to be a happy, joyful, creature because that's what he's that's what he created not no gloom and doom he says because i said i go into my father my father is greater than i and in the last verse in the 31st verse it reads as follows but that the world may know that i love the father and as the father gave me commandment even so i do arise and let us go hence church go out into a lost and dying world and tell them about Jesus. And you think, well, where's that going to be, Pastor? Well, I'll tell you what, when you get outside that door, start yelling. <laughs> That's the goodest spot as any, because uh, this world outside these doors is lost, and we're dying, little by little. Well, now, Pastor, I don't see that. Well, I remember when they took prayer out of schools. We didn't think much about it then, did we? Oh, Lordy. We'd sell our soul today if we could get prayer back in school. Because let me tell you something, we have got to somehow get the next generation to know about Jesus. That's what we got to do. Because if we don't, we're failing. We're failing. Let's stand if you would. Today's message is simply this. Love one another as I have loved you. Keep my commandments. Live a godly life. Do things to, to bring joy and love and peace to other people. That's all he wants us to do. And sometimes we've got to get out of the norm. Hey, get out of the norm. It ain't going to hurt and kill us. Take that extra step to be there for somebody. If you know somebody's sick, give them a phone call. Send them a card. Just touch base with them. Let them know, listen, we love you. Because if you love me, Keep my commandments. You surely would.